fighters, you cunts, whether you're Sammy's family or anybody else, all hide. You talk a good game, always. Every single one of you talk about who's tough. Every single one of you hide from me. These are all fucking cowards. All you fucking guinea fake greaseball motherfuckers. All you just talk shit. He's all hide. I put spaghetti on your fucking head, you clown. You jerk off, your mother blows me. That's what, that's the thing that's about you guys. You ain't even men enough to stick up for your own fucking siblings or family or anybody else. You're fucking cowards. Every fucking one of you. And if you were in my country, I'd chop your fucking head off when I change my life now. So here, you get away with right like a little cunt. Threaten me. I dare you to stand in front of me and threaten me anybody. Penny is at once. He's all talk shit and he's down 911, you fucking coward. He's all hide. Hide and pull spaghetti on your fucking head, you clown. You jerk off, your mother blows me. That's what, that's the thing that's about you guys. You ain't even men enough to stick up for your own fucking siblings or family or anybody else. You're fucking cowards. Every fucking one of you. And if you were in my country, I'd chop your fucking head off when I change my life now. So here, you get away with right like a little cunt. Threaten me. I dare you to stand in front of me and threaten me anybody. Penny is at once. He's all talk shit and he's down 911, you fucking coward. So we're back one more week. The mob, the mafia, and the man. There's the man. <laughs> so everybody, you soldiers, fans, and friends, hit the subscribe button if you like the show. We got a good one for you today. And uh, did I change my life? Yes, I did. And you could change yours too. So let's get into it today, Kev. Let's talk about, uh, we got a good one, the uh, Gotti Obsession with me. You know, I, I was on social media, and there's a voicemail out there where you're really laying into somebody. It doesn't even say who you're laying into. It just goes on and on and on, and you're unloading on somebody. I got to tell you, it made me a little uncomfortable listening to it. I got a little worried. So I can't imagine when you were in that life how that phone call would have transpired for real. But you say in there many times, I've changed my life, so I can't, I'm not going to do anything to you. But you were clearly agitated. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, well, first off, the, the one you're talking about, as usual, the, the Gaudis uh, are obsessed with. First, if anybody ever seen Gotti Jr., but let's say what it is. If you're a legitimate guy, if you're a police officer, you're a veteran, if you're a street guy, he looks like a dweeb. He walks around like a dweeb. He dresses like Urkel. I mean, he's a complete jerk off. I mean, it has nothing to do with, even if I like the guy, I got to be honest. He blinks like a mile, you know, constantly. He can't, he's got to wear these. By the way, you like them? Yeah, they're nice. So they're, it's got the Albanian flag on the yeah, side of them. Yeah, got the Albanian flag. They're my new line of sunglasses on a website. They're comfortable. They yeah, they fit are nice. I'm, I'm going to bend over. I'm not, they're not going to fall on the ground. Well, he has to wear these because he blinks. And the, and the reason why he blinks, his sister used to make fun of him all the time, is when he lies, he blinks even more. But he has an obsession with me, and they're dubbing in my voice in different parts. So that's not a real voicemail. Well, let's ask him where they got it from. Right. Where, what page did that come from? Show the page. It's it's on some sort of elite page, but I know there's a lot of phony pages out there for you. So those people listening, I want everybody to know there are very few true elite pages. Some of these are spoof pages, they're fake pages, and don't believe everything you hear. Well, for the people out there, listen, I enjoy my life, right? I was in Hawaii this year. I was in, just now, I just got back from LA. I was on the red carpet for some new shows I'm doing. 
have books constantly coming out. I'm in Florida. I was in Mar-a-Lago with the president. That's uh, a great picture, by the way. I uh, saw I saw that. What a great guy. Honestly, really? What a, and there's nobody around that has a bad word to say about him and the staff. Him, his wife, uh, she's a class act. And I met him once or know. twice, and, and he was very cordial to me. Unfortunately, the first time I met him, I was illegally gambling in one of his casinos. Oh, okay. I was about 17 years old. But he very, very cordial, very nice, and... It was so greatest nice leader around. Yeah. I mean, anybody could say what they want. Look at the state of the country now, and look what it was before. There was peace around the world. Now you have North Korea shooting off rockets left and right. You have Iran that's been threatening us. Yet we're back in in your talks with them for nuclear capability for Iran, which is ridiculous. And one of the middlemen brokering is Russia. Well, you see the difference between a real leader and somebody like when Junior Gotti tried to take over over the Gambinos. All right, it, yeah. it almost fell apart. Well, it was falling apart. Well, this is nepotism at its best, right. and this is what makes the mob at its worst. And law enforcement must love it and laugh and say, "These imbeciles. We we could just step back and worry about the United States and terrorism, and we don't have to worry about these mob guys. They're just killing themselves by putting their spoiled little brat kids in that are playing. You know, it's like when you're a child and you play an army and you're moving the guys around." As if you're a, a you know a legitimate uh, veteran that somebody that goes through training. These guys have no basic training growing up. You know you got to take a guy like Gotti at you know. So for the people that don't know, when he com- he he talks against his father, this guy badmouths his father left and right. When his father, I know, put things in play to get him made and become a captain almost immediately. Well, his father didn't want him in the life, but he was trying to protect him. Right. So he didn't have a dead son on the street because he knew he was a spoiled kid. You know, at, at 16, he buys him a brand new car, a New Yorker. Actually, a black New Yorker. That's his the, gift the, at the 16. Chrysler New Yorker. Yeah, Chrysler New Yorker. Yeah. So this is a little bratty kid that gets everything he wants. His father also put him in one of the top military schools in the country. So I believe it, it, it might have been the same school our President Donald Trump, that I have so much respect for, was in. But... Uh, this is Gotti Jr., who's just a spoiled rich kid. His father was trying to baby him, trying to protect him, and then he blames his father. This is the thing. Forget about what he does to me. Look what he does to his own father. His father actually did everything he could to keep him out of this life. He keeps saying his father dragged him in this life. That is a complete, complete lie. I saw this where I grew up. Not to cut you off, but I I saw this where I grew up with the Scarfo kids. Because I grew up with the Scarfo kids. And Mark... God rest his soul, because the poor kid had some issues. Now, do you think it had anything to do with you're growing up and your father's the boss? All right, you know your. I saw the Scarfo kids. Nikki was the boss. God, Junior Gotti, his father was the boss. Do you think it plays around with their head a little bit? Not to sympathize with the guy, but try to figure out where he's coming from. The, the, well, they don't know how to be their fathers, right? So, in I don't know the Scarfo kids. You know, uh, I knew his soldiers. I knew all the Scarfo soldiers. I grew up around South Jersey, which you know. So I knew the guys that were involved with his crew since I'm a kid. But I can't speak for his kids, but I can speak for the Gottis because I grew up with them. And I watched how spoiled the father tried to give him everything he didn't have. The father grew up in Brownsville. The father was, you know, a hard-nosed guy with no money, came from a big family. His father was a degenerate, uh, Papa John. And uh, his grandmother, Fanny, the the mother was a good woman, but she couldn't control all these kids. So 
when I watch Gotti Jr. bash his father and blame his father, this guy abused every kid that ever stayed with him in the neighborhood, and guys had to put up with his bullshit without cracking his head because of the father. I used so, to watch Market thrown in lockers. Oh. I'm telling you, I used to watch it. And, and in the back of my mind, I'm saying to myself, "What are you, are you guys out of your mind? You know his father's Nicky Scarfo, who's, who's an absolute man. The problem is that these guys don't know how to act. Instead of being gentlemen, and we see people in power positions all the time. I just said the president. And every worker at Mar-a-Lago, every single one of them, and some of them I know personally, said that he doesn't wake up and ever have a bad day, him or his wife. They're very, very polite to everybody. Either that's your nature. You know, in business, people are strong. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that's a good quality. But as on a personal level, uh, to, be, to be kind is not a bad thing. And this family just doesn't know how to be kind. His father used to make fun of his one daughter. One daughter's slick. She dresses nice, carries herself nice over the years. The other one he used to make fun of. There was that cartoon, uh, and he used to be laugh, and he would say, you know, she's a good kid, she's a dummy, uh, she's like that uh, gorilla on TV. Oh, McGilla Gorilla. <laughs> he used to call her McGilla Gorilla, make fun of her. Said she's an imbecile. And later on, actually, when he was mad at her, he called her, you know, because she's always calling the police on everybody. He called her a rat worse than Sammy Gravano. So, you know, people want to take these things and, and, and run with some of the, uh, you know, I'm talking about the fanboys of the Gaudis. They don't know the inner circle of, you know, John Gotti Sr. They don't know what he put up with, with, this, with this family and how they didn't even visit him in prisons. And, you know, they try to, you know, they, they utilize his name for eternity because they don't go to work. They have no lives. Like I said, you know, his daughter has no life at all. She does nothing. She's not a normal 65-year-old woman. Uh, she, she doesn't look good. So she's miserable and she doesn't go out on dates she doesn't travel. She doesn't have any kind of life. So this is her life, is to be, be to live off the father, who unfortunately got stuck with these fuck-ups right. because that's what they are. There's nobody, he didn't, you know, going back to Junior, he never even owned a business. His father handed him a company, Samson Trucking, and he screwed that up. So anything that he has is only money. You know, if the government really dove into and said, you know, let's look into this crime fighter because he calls himself a crime fighter. So you have this guy that's been an informant, and we're going to get into some of this over the years, and we'll talk about his obsession with me. But it's it comes down to somebody, and, and Junior Gotti's a perfect example of this, and it's really the fall of the American mafia. It's you're having these high-ranking guys putting their kids in positions which they didn't earn. They, they, they don't know the pains and suffering. Junior doesn't know what... John Sr. had to do to work his way through the ranks. You know, the, the, the killings, the prison, all that stuff. So you appreciate, when you get to that top position, because you had to work so hard, you appreciate it a little bit more. You, you had to work your way up, so wherever you got in your life, you appreciate it a lot more. If it was just handed to you, it's kind of like, it's like a lottery winner, you know? Lottery winners handed millions and millions of dollars within a year they're broke, because they don't appreciate it. They never had to work for it. And I, I assume... I assume, I didn't know Junior Gotti, but I assume that's the problem with Junior. And now, for whatever reason, he's really got it out for you because I guess he sees something in you that maybe he is a little jealous, a little envious of, and he's just trying to bash you, trying to, trying to do whatever he can to ruin your name. Well, he's got, he has to ruin my name because he's trying to divert from him being a rat. He was a cooperator, so I'm going to go into... Yeah, I never he, knew he was a cooperator. 
Oh, he was all over the news, uh, Daily News Post. Uh, Gangland actually b broke the story. And then Gangland rewrote some stories. And uh, he went after Junior a little bit about how he's a rat and, you know, how he broke the story. He put out his cooperation agreements. Mm -hmm. And Junior did a lot of videos trying to clean it up, saying he only gave up his enemies, uh, Danny Marino and so forth. And he never put anybody in jail. Like, nonsense stuff. You know, where, you know, the guy's a rat. He put Danny Marino in jail and slew all the people. And they opened up dozens, not one or two, but dozens of investigations where guys like Danny Marino couldn't get out of jail for a murder because Junior cooperated. So they, he, couldn't, he got denied bail. And then you had guys like Joe Watts and you had some politicians. And he put friends of mine, my past friends, and he blamed them for murders at a silver fox of a young kid. And he tried to step himself back. And on and on, I can go, you know, guys that were bag, uh, bag men. But what he did was he was debriefing on the sneak and he started giving information. And one of those things that has, has, coming out, has come out over the years is when he started ratting, uh, I believe it was in 1998. So the people that don't know this, Bureau of Prisons run the jail system. And when we get moved in federal prisons, we get moved by the United States Marshals. In 1998, on his own admission, he brought the FBI to sit in a room with John Gotti Sr. while John Gotti Sr. was dying, and, and he flipped John Gotti. There's no reason for the FBI to be up on a visit. It has nothing to do with the uh, federal pr uh, prison system. It's the United States Marshals or the Bureau of Prisons. By him bringing them up there means he was having discussions and he was ratting. That's why they wanted to sit in a room while he told his father, not that I quit, but that I'm a rat. I'm an informant. And this started in 1998, and Gotti Sr. flipped. And he was disgusted. He says, do what you want, basically. You're using these big words. Now, Gotti Jr. is blaming his father for putting him in this life. I'm not you, Daddy. Well, you should have thought about that since you were 16, and you were using your father's name, using me to hurt people, using both of us in different ways to maneuver the street because you weren't capable of the street. So I've said this over and over. He's got a bunch of flunky kids. Not one of them were gangsters. Not one of them were shooters. Not one of them were tough guys. That's what I was going to ask you. Did he ever get his hands dirty? No. I mean, these guys, these guy, he's a money, he went to jail for a money crime, right? He was involved with scores, the nightclub, with prostitution, drug dealing, uh, credit card scams, all with the, uh, the, the famous strip club scores. Mm -hmm. Now, during that case, he's actually going in the room and he's sitting down with the FBI without lawyers there. And- his guys wanted to uh, wanted to plea a deal out. He wouldn't allow him. He says, there's no plea deals. We're going to trial. And then he backdoored all his friends. And he was cooperating with the FBI on a sneak. And guys like Joey D'Angelo and different guys that were involved in the case. Michael Gennady ended up getting a slew of time over this case that Junior actually was working backroom deals with the FBI. And these guys knew back then he was a rat. So you, you're going back in the 90s on this. Now... This guy could try to switch the story, but my problem isn't just with Gotti Jr. It's with the whole mafia because you got the American mafia and the Gottis, by the way, in this last tape, uh, uh, they, they downgrade and they talk bad about Europe and about the mafia in Europe, where the mafia existed and started at and where the real mafia exists and, and the laws of, the, of, this, of this life. These guys are a first generation mob, meaning the Gottis. And Junior Gotti 
I can't even call him a gangster. I don't know what idiot would call this guy a gangster. Any street guy. If you're from my neighborhoods, black, Spanish, whatever, the guys that I grew up with, we know a gangster when we see one. We know a street guy when we see one. Well, it's a big difference, too. There's two types of people in the mafia. There's the racketeers and then there's the gangsters, as I understand it. So somebody who is involved in just making money, the racketeer. And then you got your gangsters, all right? John Gotti Sr., to my understanding, is a gangster. All right, Junior. It's it's a loosely based term on a racketeer. Yeah, he's the, he's not even a racketeer. This dummy never owned a business in his life. This this guy's not a gangster. This guy, the behavior. Let's go into his behavior, and I'll tell you why the obsession. So, he's cooperating. He's sneaking around with the FBI before when his case when he was settling the the scores case, and he threw Joey D'Angelo and these guys under the bus. Joey was trying to get a plea. He, I, I believe at the time he got like a six-year plea, and Junior wouldn't let him take it. Junior went in the back door, took his own plea, was working with the FBI without the lawyers being there, and a lot of the guys in his crew started flipping because of what he did, and they knew he was talking. Now you go into 1998, and he's at the FBI with him. But later on, when I'm on the run, this is where it really starts, and all his paperwork comes out that he's a rat while I'm in a penitentiary in Brazil. Now, this obsessed guy that he is, while I'm in the penitentiary and all the news busts out with Jerry Capici, the concierge of the family's son calls him a rat in Jerry Capici's article. Uh, the mob knows he's a rat. Everybody chases him. So his existence around the mob world is everybody knows he's a rat. He's singing this tune to the public. He's trying to get people that don't know any better. And a gangster, whether you're in the life or not in the life, involved in the life, doesn't have their mommy and sister doing talking for him. But this guy puts her out front as if she was in meetings and sitting down with us. So when there's tapes of me walking in and out of the Ravenite, over years, he's talking about, I was never at the Ravenite. So now that this I've seen the pictures. Well, everybody so has. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. The, 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 these, are, these are little spoiled little kid, bratty comments out of a guy that's been an informant for years. He's exposed. He got exposed, not by me, but what he doesn't like is after he tried to throw me under the bus while I was in a penitentiary in Brazil with all my guys from around different countries, from the UK, from Turkey, from Italy, there's several guys that were with me, gangsters from around different countries, from Colombia, from Venezuela. We were all together and we got the information that he was ratting while we're fighting those cases. Now, one of my lawyers was John Gotti Sr.'s lawyer, Richie Raybach, over the years until about 2000. So I did that to make sure that everybody understood there was no side deals being made. And if you're making a side deal, you wouldn't have to run out of the country. Now, I've said this, I don't know, dozens of times. Right, you would have stayed in your home country. Sure. sure you keep all your money, you stay in your whole country, and that's it. The gig's up. But when you're an informant like Gotti Jr. is, you don't go to jail. He went to jail for a couple of years with his thing, and he tries to make people believe, I went to trial more than anybody. You went to trial knowing you're an informant, your deal got cut, and then it got broke because you wouldn't take the stand against other gangsters, and especially against your Uncle Jeannie and, and your Uncle Pete. They wanted more information on those guys and, and the rest of your family. And that's where your deal got broke. But when you don't want to take the stand, doesn't mean you're not a rat. You're, a, you're an informant going in back rooms, you're slipping information to the government. 
You've been doing it from at least 1998 when you brought the FBI up to see your father, and your father was disgusted with you. And his father's been disgusted with him his whole life, and I think this is part of the reason that he has this uh, obsession with me. Well, you you touched on something there. So you were you were involved in intimate conversations with Senior. Of course. Okay. Did Senior ever let out any of his disgust with his son with you? With, with, not just with me, with the whole mob. Really? Everybody knew that he was disgusted with him. He didn't have confidence in him. He was trying to protect him. He didn't know how. He was getting frustrated. He didn't have the ability of the street world, but he didn't grow up like that. And the problem I have, not with Senior, he would do what any father's doing. He's the baseball coach that wants to play his son at shortstop and bat him first. It's his son. He's trying to put him there. That's a great analogy right there. That's that's why a lot of fathers get involved in coaching so their son will play. Well, you, you know, like, in, let's, talk, let's give the analogy of sports for people that don't understand. You get a baseball card, you get a football card, the stats are on the back of the card. Okay, I can run through Junior Gotti and most of the mobsters I know that did nothing to Junior Gotti when he started becoming a rat. Now, you want the mob to exist, right? And I'm against that life now. But if you want the mob to exist, where's your stats? You got, I don't know how many gangsters in Howard Beach, supposedly. They have no stats on the back of their card. Why is that? So these, these guys that were in Junior's crew, they all got made. Not one of them put a pistol in their hand and went after him. Now, you're a gangster, you're not a gangster. Or, you, you know, Sammy Gravano is another guy. He's an uh, uh, underboss that became one of the biggest rats ever. He's sitting in Arizona, and where's these gangsters to go out in the Gambino family? Especially Junior Gotti. His father was beat, got his teeth beaten in jail. He suffered in jail. He fucking died like an animal in jail, and Junior Gotti, forget it as a gangster, as a son to his father, why did he not take care of business for him? What excuse can he give the world that he wants to say, I'm a gangster, he's still got people calling him boss, he's running around like a gig. Yeah, he's got the cigar. Cigar is not like he's playing the Cowboys and Indians with his cowboy hat on. Yet he didn't do a piece of work for his father. Sammy's running all over the news everywhere. He's on TV everywhere. And you do nothing. That's a coward. Forget about a gangster. That's a fucking coward. Well, I I think Junior sees himself as Michael Corleone. I really do. Two vastly different people. You know, you had Vito Corleone, who was the boss, and then Michael takes over when Vito retires. And I think probably that's what John always wanted for his son, to, to slip him into that. Two vastly different people. One of them is competent, and one of them seems to be incompetent. Well, John knew he was incompetent. John knew his son was incompetent. John was trying somehow to control a kid that was trying to get into life and play Cowboys and Indians when he had no idea how to play Cowboys and Indians. To be, you Didn't know. Junior say that your Brazilian prison that you were in was an easy easy stretch? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know of any foreign prison Well, here's one of the stretch. obsession. He's, he actually admits he spent $8,000 on a private investigator to find out what happened in Brazil. You know how sick he is to go, this is afterwards he's saying he did this. But anybody that's from Brazil, and there's millions of people, understand the jail system in Brazil and around the world. Anybody in law enforcement that knows those jails, which there's plenty of them, know the murder rates and the conditions of those jails. I don't even have to get into that. That's the most ridiculous but he's so obsessed to even bring it up. For what purpose? What's his purpose that he's hiring investigators, spending good money 
chasing after my life to try to do what exactly? Change the fact that he's a rat, that he's an informant? While I left my family, while I left my children, while I left this world to protect that punk? Because that's what he is. He's a fucking punk. And I protected him and the rest of the mob, and they allowed him to be a snitch. They allowed him to be an informant. They allowed him because they have no stats on their baseball cards or their football cards. They just run to run around and play cowboys and Indians without having a gun, without really doing anything, without being tough guys with their hands. These guys, along with him, 90% of them are frauds. There's some tough guys out there, but why didn't they take care of businesses? Is what I want to know. If they want to be, if they want to call themselves gangsters, why didn't they take care of business? This is the king's son, the little spoiled prince. They should have yoked him, and even till today, even if a gangster doesn't want to come out on the news, they should have their lawyers coming out and putting some articles out about this fucking rat. So they don't do it. So they allow this to continue, and as long as it continues, people see how weak they are. It sounds it sounds just fraudulent what he's doing now. How do you think he would respond to you saying these things? Because I know I read the comments on the internet about you, and some of them are quite harsh. Some of them are quite harsh. And I don't know, I kind of know how you deal with them. You kind of just brush them off to the side because that's who you are. Like, your actions speak for themselves. I have respect for law enforcement. I'll say it straight. I have respect for veterans. I, I hope respect, so. Yeah, you're sitting I, in a, I have respect for America. <laughs> I have respect for them because they have each other's back. These guys, look, they, they, they don't, there is no stats. There is no loyalty to each other. There is no repercussions for what he's doing or guys like him have done. I'm Albanian. I'll say it again. You screw me. I live by my rules. I don't live by your rules. And I'm not one of those weak guys that don't come out and talk because I'm going to come out and say exactly what they are. Mm. And for Gotti again, as an informant, as a guy that gave up information, a guy that sat in a room and ratted, there is no explanation. There is no get her half pregnant. There is none of this. <laughs> and during the trial, by the way, here's something else for the people that don't know. He wanted a rat. He wouldn't come out on one of the court dates. He refused to come back downstairs. And he asked his lawyers to go get me the deal and finish ratting for me. I am not coming down no more. He wouldn't come out. They had to go beg him, and the, the judge had to give a recess and beg him to come out, and they said, you can finish ratting again if you lose the trial. So when you go to trial, this belief that he was going to get all kinds of time, he's not going to get all kinds of time. If you lose the trial, you just finish ratting, and you, did, you do two years or three years or four years, just like the boss of the Bonanno family, Joe Messina, wore a wire, and he's living a great life now. So this goes back to the mafia. Not that I'm advocating murder for anybody. But since they're advocating their killers, why is the boss of the Bonanno family after he wore a wire took down another 15 bosses and, I don't know, probably 100 guys in that family flipped because of the boss wearing a rat? No one does anything. Sammy Gavano's living a good life in Arizona. Nobody does anything. Al Diarco from the Lucchese family ratted. Nobody does anything. So these guys want to talk and they want to allow guys like Gotti or uh, that animal I won't even say who she is, to be running around on TV and on these shows and, and talk nonsense when you can't change a fact. Here's the fact in a timeline. I'm in a penitentiary. He's an informant. He's a rat. He's all over the news. He's all over Jerry Capici's article. 
constantly over the family, the, the, the lawyer made statements and everybody else made statements. But that's not the obsession. After all this, this is what he has done. So for the people that don't know why John, they say to him, John, for one year, I haven't opened my mouth, not one time. I wanted to see what they would do. But McGilla Gorilla won't stop talking, <laughs> right? Because she's got no life. Well, they're supposed to be Cosa Nostra until they die. Well, no, yeah, well, that's, okay. that's, well, that's Gotti because Gotti needs somebody in front of him because his whole life he's never did anything himself. If that's true, Cosa Nostra until you die, if that is absolutely the truth of what these people believe, once they flipped, they no longer believe in Cosa Nostra, right? Well, hey, if you don't believe in Cosa Nostra, do what Scarfo's oldest son did. Changed his last name. Doesn't live off his old man's name anymore. They don't have anything yeah. outside this. They got to pretend that they are about something. What They don't have a social life. They don't have a family life. They don't travel. They don't enjoy anything in life. There is no existence if they can't pretend and play pretend. They have to play Peter Pan because if they don't play Peter Pan, this is the problem. Let me explain what they did. I came out of jail and Peter Lance, Gotti's lawyer, wrote a color-coordinated book to my judge on Gotti Jr.'s behalf. Now, Peter, I don't know Peter Lance. He got involved right in Jr.'s book, and he hired this Peter Lance, and Peter Lance wrote my judge and said, I'm a serial killer on this. If I kill Gotti or somebody in their family, they're going to sue. His McGill Gorilla did the same thing. Some kid, uh, Jorge George, real name, uh, Casparosa, uh, real name is Jorge George. He changed it to Casparosa for whatever reason. He has daddy issues, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so they're all writing my judges. Not only did they write my judge, the the family, the Gotti family, Junior Gotti, Peter Lance, they wrote my parole officer that didn't get satisfaction from her, so they wrote my parole officer's boss saying that if I kill anybody in their family, hurt anybody in their family, they're going to sue the government and that I'm too violent. Then they went from that aspect, they had a guy and Junior's other lawyer, Ellie Forsina, took me to court and sued me saying he heard or he had somebody, a client, that heard me talking about killing Gotti Jr. in Atlantic City. So Gotti paid for that attorney and took me to court again for, for that. After he finished there, he hired an investigator to chase after me. After he finished there, he drove with Ellie Forsina, I believe, or his other lawyer, Carnese. They drove out to South Jersey, three-hour ride, to talk to my brother and see if they could give him 15000 if he'd give information so he could put me in jail. After that, he was in the magazine saying, I'm a, I'm a crime fighter. So he's, he's running around now with the Superman cape. Dun, da, da, I'm a crime fighter. <laughs> so these are the, the actions and then all these fake tapes and all the fake messages and the harassment for years and years and years. So when people say to you, ignore them, you can't ignore somebody that goes after my daughter, goes after, you know, these are the same people, the Gotti family, and, and I'm, everything's really Junior Gotti because he always put somebody in front. Now it's his McGilla Gorilla. So what he does now is, he pulls the strings and he hides in the background like he always did. He's too much of a coward to do anything up front. And he still stays with flunky kids that run around and pretend with him. They play, I don't know why they stay with him. I can't really understand it because for years he abused a lot of these kids. So now it's their time to get back. And they don't. They still stay with him like flunkies. I, I have no idea they got to be so fucking spineless. I never seen anything like it. But 
you got to say to yourself, what's his end objective? Well, he has money. He has all the drug money. And for the people that don't know when he says he doesn't sell drugs, well, let, let's ask Glenn Erskowitz that he was given money every week at CBS Bar. Let's ask Ira Mandel that he drove him crazy when they were kids for him to buy Coke from us. Let's ask uh, Jimmy D, who he put in the basement and because he could abuse the dumb kid uh, over a, a marijuana business. And I could go on to this. Moose, 800 a week. Johnny Lito, uh, Anthony DeMeo. They're all giving him money. For you the drug a, business. You got an incredible memory. Well, I, can't that's remember, why they I can't remember what I have for breakfast. You're remembering, you're reeling off names left and right. And they're not only Italian names, they're Jewish names, they're all, everything's in there. His big fight that John Jr. had was he beat up Glenn Erskowitz, a Jewish kid that ain't going to fight back yeah. because he wanted more money from the drug business. Now, these ain't my friends. These are his friends. I don't even know these kids. So you're not doing drug now. Now you did drug business with me also. And then you also try to do uh, drug business with uh, Patty from Key Food. And that's Mikey Scott's telling that story. That, uh, uh, what's his whole name? Patty Conti. Patsy Conti wanted to give Junior money for the drug business. Junior wanted to take it. Mikey Scott's was against it. So, again, we're talking about these are his friends, not mine. Now we have my friends also giving drug money. But Junior, and then he becomes the best man, the best man at a wedding about seven years ago of an ex-DEA agent. He's his best man. So how a, much work was white, how much was he bolger. feeding him? Yeah. That's he's a, a whitey bolger thing. This guy is a complete rat. And the mob lets him walk around and continue this nonsense. So me, I do shows with you about every aspect of life, mm -hmm. whether it's attorneys, uh, feel-good shows, uh, about law enforcement, neurosurgeons, yep, psychiatrists, uh, religious leaders that got away from the life, football players. We try to do something, but... With this obsession and with them talking against Italy, talking against Europe, talking against my country, yeah, I'm going to come out. You want to talk against Albania? They still aren't getting that I'm Albanian. I have a pride of Albanian. I'm never going to allow them to switch what they've done to me over the years. I lost my family. I lost my money, tons of it. And I spent almost two decades in prison because he's an informant and all his guys were informants and rats. Not just him. All his guys. And the whole Bonanno family flipped while I was in prison. So when they keep trying to change this storyline, it's never going to happen with me because they are rats. And Gotti is a rat. And there's no, that, those are his words. I don't believe in that life. But since he wants to believe in that life or says he does, you can't have it both ways. You can't have investigators after me trying to lock me up. You can't hire investigators to go chase after me in Brazil for no reason but try to prove something. I don't know what he's trying to prove. The jail isn't as bad as I said. Well, don't take my word for it. Read everything the senators of Brazil said. Go spend the night. Re yeah, go spend the night there. Yeah, yeah. But now, where, where do you go from here? Because, again, I, I like to... I like to think you're, the change in your life, it's more about what brings us together than tears us apart. Look at us. We're, we come from two different backgrounds, and I consider you one of my very good friends. If for some reason Junior Gotti were ever to sit down with you and discuss all these things, because there's a reason why he did it, right, wrong, or indifferent. There is some reason why he did what he did. Would you ever sit down with him in a room? I mean, it, listen, it would be fantastic optics and a great show. But would you be able to control yourself in order to Kevin, I've offered I stuck my hand out. At the same time of me sticking my hand out, he contacted the cold case squad, 
with emails, with text messages, Jerry Capici put it on gangland, exactly what he did with his guy, Jorge George. And he, they asked Cold Case Squad to try to charge me with murders, saying I was involved in a cold case murders. This is the crime fighter. I put my hand out another time when I was doing shows at Rockaway for, for school kids and trying to have a conversation. Somebody called in a bomb threat. Now, can't prove it's them, but we know it's them, right? So this is the same guys that want to hurt other kids for me helping them. And this is these stupid videos they put out. And for the people, again, for the hundredth time that don't know, my children are half Italian. Their mom's Italian. My cousins are half Italian. And all my family from Albania here all speak Italian. And these imbeciles can't say one word in Italian. I says, and not only they can't say one word, they never been there. Well, they don't even go to Europe. You say some harsh things on this, on this voicemail, some really harsh things. However, you said something to me once that everybody is one step away from being where you were in the life. And you gave me a, for instance, uh, it, stick with me to the day I die. Say somebody's trying to abduct my kids. Well, guess what? I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them. So the fact that he came after your kids, I understand your, your anger and some of the things you said to him. You know, I got to laugh, Kev. This is not a first time with the spoiled brat. He <laughs> went after Mikey Scar's kid. He's got the kid's mind flipped around. The kid just did a show. Yeah. I forget what the something to raise or whatever. You did a show when you're not understanding this life, you know, because they got him intimidated over the years and somewhere psychologically, but the kid doesn't understand. And now it's me speak, speaking up for Mikey Scars. Junior's been an informant for years. So you, why are you going near somebody else's child? No one goes near your kids. Why do you keep going near everybody else's kids? You try to intimidate my ex-wife, the same reason while you're an informant. And now that, you know, all these, over the years, I didn't write for the Daily News. I didn't put that picture up with a rat face on him. I don't write Jerry Capici's gangland. I didn't put that up. I didn't write for Crime Watch where they said, Junior said it was my mistake to sit down with the FBI, had a weak moment. I didn't say that. Those were your quotes they used. It was actually a quote they used. I don't write for the New York Post saying you have a singing career. So all that information or all those 302s and you sitting down and, and an informant, I wasn't in MCC when you were going in and meeting the FBI without lawyers. I didn't fuck you over. or you. I didn't screw Joey D'Angelo. You did. I didn't screw Danny Marino so he couldn't get a bail. You did. I didn't get chased. I didn't chase you out of the mafia. The mafia did. So what's your obsession with me is he can't be me. He can't come up here and say, when I was a gangster, yeah, I was a good one. When I was a ball player, yeah, I was a good one. When I changed my life, yes, I did. I do the right thing with my life. They don't know what angle they want. Do they want Peter Lance's version that I'm a serial killer and I'm too dangerous and they want to get me locked up and they're going to sue the government if I kill him? So is all the things that he keeps telling everybody, I'm going to shoot him, I'm going to kill him, I'm going to hurt him, or you want to call the cold case squad because you want to get me off the street because you're intimidated of me? Don't worry, buddy. I ain't going to do anything anymore. If I run into you, don't worry. So I went to the diner in Long Island years ago, and six police cars show up, and they say he called on me. That I, that I, so these are the obsessions. I went out to Long Island to Phil Baroni, the, the UFC fighter, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to put the fight together. You were friends the with police were there. Yeah. yeah, the police were there. And I talked to him because me and Phil were trying to put a fight together, the son, against him and his son. And they put all over the internet 
that I called the police on something else. I went to uh, a strip club and they put out a thing that my phone said, first of all, phones lock. So if you drop your phone, it's a, a complete lie again by the guys. So we'll start there because somebody just did a show on this and they asked me, so I'll address it. When you close your phone and you put it down, you can't get in it. I can't get in your phone. You can't get mine. It automatically locks. We all know that. So how did anybody get my phone? So this is a, an, another lie. If somebody hit me from a blind side, it happens in life. We're, we're on the street our whole life. Well, if several guys hit you on a blind side, they should be able to knock you out and knock you down, right? Especially at this age. Mm-hmm. So this videos, put it up if I got knocked out. Put it up if I got knocked down. You know, these are childish lies by the Gotti family that are obsessed. Why are they obsessed? Because I have a great life. Because I do the right thing with my life now. For a good 12 years, I guess, I have a track record of working with kids. Do I have a temper? Everybody knows I have a temper, obviously. Look what I used to do for a living. And different than them, I say it specifically by name, by place, by location. These guys do not have a scorecard. They're walking around frauds, and they believe in a life that they all ratted in, and they all hide in. And that's the mafia's fault for allowing it. If you want to have any kind of any kind of respect from anybody in the public, whoever respects that nonsense, you're not going to get it by conducting themselves like this or allowing guys like Stevie Crea from the Lucchese family who just got a life sentence whose son runs around another spoiled kid. These ain't gangsters. These are little rotten spoiled kids with money that hang around and their fathers put up with it and their father's friends put up with it. They should be telling them, if you go on that Google one more time, if you go on social media one more time, if you bring this notoriety by Johnny Elite, A-Light, whatever way you want to say, is on TV bringing us all up, we're going to crack your fucking head. But they don't do it. Don't ever call me a cocksucker, yeah. by the way. And, I don't like the way you say it. And they dub my words in, by the I way. I don't like the way you say it on that, on that tape. So the coward that put that tape out, well, say your name where I sent it. Why aren't they saying their name? Not Why are they, they so afraid? Hide behind a keyboard. The guy that claims or the, the, the 10 guys that came for me that weren't gangsters because gangsters would have killed me. Guys mm. would have shot me. Guys would have stabbed me. So the fake gangsters that claim that they hit me, mm-hmm. well, say your name. What are you afraid of? It was how many years now? Seven years? So, you know, we live this life. I've been shot up. I've been stabbed up. I've been batted. It's part of the life. But when they, this children shit, I can only tell you they got no scorecard. That's why none of them talk about their scorecard. None of them specifically talk about what they've done. He's a rat. There's nothing to change here. Well, we we invite our audience to review. Send in questions. Send que- we read we read the comments. We look at the comments on every show. So if you say, if John said something today that wasn't true, send us a message. Well, Put I'll tell you, yeah, send this in. For the people that say well, God, he really didn't know me, the father, right? Because I hear this all the time from uh, wannabes or, you know, fanboys. Uh, I was in Vicky Gotti's wedding party. I think the father, unless he's completely retarded, knew I was in the wedding party. He was the boss of, of the Gambino family. I'm in videotapes and in Vanity Fair picking up the father from court. Uh, I'm all over. I'm in videotapes coming out of his house. I'm on videotapes at the Ravenite with him. I'm on videotapes walking. I'm on videotapes around every club. It's so a nice little challenge for our for our guests, for our audiences. 
So that, that's the challenge. Take anything you said here today and tell me how it's not true. Well, they, they got to be, yeah, specific. Ask, write us in questions, comments, and, and let us know. And tell us, if you understand the mob, uh, what's an informant, what's a rat, what's a guy that's giving information to law enforcement, and anybody can look in and call Bureau of Prisons and ask them who runs the system. So if you want to visit, you go through a Bureau of Prisons. If you get transferred, you go through the United States Marshals. If you're sitting in a room with the FBI in a prison, there's only one thing you're doing there. That's talking, and we know we're not allowed to walk into a room with them. So when a guy brings, in 1998, the FBI with him, he's a rat. He brought him with him. And uh, people that know any gangsters out there, you want to confirm that, go ask them what that rat is as an informant. I don't know why people are shy about this word with, with the uh, uh, mob guys. But if you want to be real, then take care of business. And if uh, you don't like me, take care of business. So there's two challenges I want to put out to our audience, John. Two challenges. And the one I didn't clear with you, so I may get called a cocksucker for it. So the first one is to take anything you said here today and tell me how it's a lie. Tell me how it's untrue. The second one is, is I want you to fill up our comments with all sorts of questions. And chances are, when we read those questions, why don't we read them on the air? Well, yeah, we'll read them on the air and put your name behind it so we know it's a, a real name. Stop this fake nonsense that everybody puts in, you know, with this. But listen, you look at 100 comments, 100 of them are the, are the fanboys and, and the Gotti family writing themselves under fake names. We already know what they do. This is back to the childish crap. But I want to end it with this, too. The father was a good father. I'm sick of hearing from people that don't know because I knew the father. The father did not want him in this life. That's a complete lie, falsehood, brought out by Junior. Again, why we all, all our friends used to call him Baby Huey. His uncle Vinny called him Kong. His sister called him Blinky. We called him Urkel. We called him every brat name there was because he was a brat. He, they utilize that father's name to do every show, every talk. He has no following of people in the first place, and I think this is part of the jealousy with me and the envious, the envy from him. And the family, specifically uh, McGill Gorilla. <laughs> but they have. <laughs> McGill Gorilla, you get. It's hard Mag to have a conversation McGill Gorilla. Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I, so, I remember this. I'm trying to think of the owner's name. So when you don't have a life, this is what they do day and night. They just want to continue with me. And I said I wasn't going to say anything. I'm going to see what they do. But since they continue now for a year, and I, I don't even do any really too many mob shows anymore. But since they did, now I says, okay, this is how many times can I bring out different things about the crime fighter, about his, him being an informant, about him being a rat, about him going to trial and then trying to rat while he's at trial. And for the people, I'll say it one more time. He went to trial three or four times because he was going to rat if he loses a trial, just like Joe Messina, and he was already a rat prior to that. So when I testify in a case, you cannot testify against a rat. A rat's already a rat. I'm sitting in a penitentiary, and my lawyer was Richie Raybach, Mike Pinsky. Anybody that knows these attorneys, these are mob attorneys. So and the reason why you use them is this way they'll know if you're doing any kind of talking. And I wouldn't have to run if I was any kind of a guy that was talking. I wouldn't spend millions on attorneys. 
if I was a guy who was running. They wouldn't have brought in and hauled in my whole family if I was talking. So for the people that want to be knowledgeable, go ahead, write the questions like Kevin said. And that's going to do it for this episode of John Elite, the, the mob, the mafia, and the man. Follow you tr at True John Elite. I'm at Real Kevin Donaldson. John, I like this one. Check out these glasses. And remember, it's a positive life. You want to talk about anything, or you want to write in a comment, let's talk about positive things. Follow your law enforcement. Do the right thing in your communities. Do the right things for kids that are out there. Don't do any of this stuff so other kids think it's okay to follow. The nonsense of the negative Gotti family don't have a life. And remember, pro-veterans, pro-America. Love you guys. Thank you. Watch our next shows. Hit the subscribe button. Follow us. Comment to us. Subscribe, subscribe. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>